I would say one of the things is just being consistent because I feel as though when I have that lag in events where I could actually feature my brand, I have too much time to think about why. If I'm on the go and I'm constantly pushing my brand, pushing my product, there's no room for negativity to creep in because I'm actually seeing the benefits of doing it on an everyday basis. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Coffee and Crazy People. I'm Alexis, your host, and I'm from the Cat Farm. We sponsor this podcast, and today our guest is Jaleesa Harry. She owns Sunshine's Good Energy Drinks. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I am so excited so yeah, excited. I'm excited too. We're going to have a yes. good time today. Oh, yes, ma'am. I'm ready for anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, on this podcast, we talk a lot about cannabis, a lot about pets, cats. That's my favorite thing. All and things entrepreneurship. <laughs> so we're, uh, we'll get into a lot of different subjects and then anything yes, else you want to come up. But why don't you start by giving us an introduction? Mm-hmm. Like, how, how did you get into the cannabis space? Tell us a little bit about your business. And yes. I like to ask, what's keeping you up at night? Oh, goodness. Okay, let's let's just get into it. Okay. <laughs> um, so just to kind of, you know, get into about me. So um, I started bartending very young. I started bartending at Papado's at the age of 16 um, after just kind of going through the chain of command. And I would see how those bartenders would do circles around that bar with a restaurant full of people. And I said, you know what, I can do that. Um, So I kind of jumped into that and I was like, okay, I could see myself doing this. Um, And then of course, as you get older, you know, you have a lot of pressure from, you know, family and just life in general to where you have to have a sustainable career. Um, So I definitely put bartending on the back burner up until about maybe 2020, 2000, I would say maybe 22. Um, I started working at a bar in Houston and it's one of those kind of old school bars, you know, older crowd, um, been in the community for many, many years. And um, my first interview I had, and I was managing a dental office at the time and I walked in and uh, the owner was like, I think you might be in the wrong place. And she was like, I'm looking for bartenders and you look like a school teacher. And I was a little taken back and I was like, okay, (laughs) hard pill to swallow. I was like, I know, but I just want you to give me a chance. Just please let me get behind the bar. And she's like, okay, I'll give you one hour. Um, So I just so happened to come in at her happy hour time. So all the community regulars were coming by. And the first thing they said was, who is that bright girl back behind the bar? She must be (laughs) new. And they said, well, what does she have to do to get you up in here? And I said, nothing. And so from then at that point on, I started focusing more on the patrons of the bar, um, what they liked, what they didn't like, what their requests were. Um, And just for me, being behind a bar is like being a mad scientist, having a chemistry set. Um, I was able able to come up with custom drinks, um, create a new drink menu, and actually start generating more customers um, because of the catchphrases or the catchy names of the drinks or different specials, because I wanted to bring that business back to life. Um, and then just also let people know that you can be fun and creative 
um, and create the creative vibe, which is also a part of my brand. I definitely believe that with my personality um, and the drinks combinations that I can put together out of nothing can definitely change someone's experience. Um, and it also allowed me to be a counselor for people. I love the ability to be able to give somebody a drink um, and they take a sip and I see that smile and I'm like, okay, not an epic fail. And then they start to open up a little bit. Um, and so I started bottling and selling those drinks at the graffiti park in Houston off of Leland. Um, and I would get out there every weekend and it was in the heat of the summer. So a lot of times I'd be out there super sweaty, you know, sunscreen probably melting off. Um, and there were some days where I had customers and then some days I didn't, but I was grateful for the days that I did because those reactions from just people walking by helped me grow and to kind of give me the extra push and the strength to pursue what I was truly passionate about. Um, and to be honest, you know, for years, I still put that on the back burner. It wasn't until um, I was moving to Austin from Houston, where I had the opportunity to work for a bartending company that put me in bartending situations every day and on the weekends. Um, and I just love being able to take care of people. I'm one of those people, I'm very big on customer service. I love to make people smile and laugh and have a good time. So bartending for this company, I met some amazing people, you know, people I never thought I would set foot in a room with uh, that have their own businesses or people that are, you know, on Congress or on the Senate, those who are helping to move for the strength of cannabis to get it more legalized to help, you know, disabled vets to help our children with ADHD to help with seizure medications and all the medical aspects of it. Um, so long story short, um, just so happened that someone that we know mutually, um, his name is Danny, he was a regular at a bar that I worked at in Austin and he tried one of my drinks and he was like, you know, your drinks are always amazing. I always pass through here. People, you know, brag about your drinks. They love them. They come here for you. He was like, you know, do an event with me and just be a bartender. I said, okay, perfect. I sat next to him and I was like, um, I was like, hey, why don't I infuse using your product and I just create a custom drink with it and he was like yeah we can give it a shot and uh he gave me some samples and I, I mixed some drinks for some people and they really fell in love with it and they were like wow you made this out of this and I said yes and so um when he seen just the reaction from people it, it excited him because he's like you know nobody's doing what you're capable of doing and so from there, it just became an instant support system and partnership. And I'm super grateful for a lot of the people that I've met in Austin, including yourself, um, definitely at a lot of events. And the fact that you've supported my, my brand and my products um, definitely means a lot to me. So that's generally how I got started. Um, my main reason for getting started was because I wanted to be able to create something universal. Um, we have a lot of people that, you know, like to have a, a cocktail and you have people that, you know, like to smoke. And my idea was like, well, we can put them together. Like we can definitely put them together, still create the same vibe. And then also too, a lot of times when we go to events, we have one without the other, right? right. Somebody's got the smoke, but nobody has a drink. Somebody has a drink, nobody has a smoke. So I was like, you know what? We can just bottle all that shit up together. Just, just go <laughs> there. We, we going to do it. So I started creating recipes in my kitchen 
And um, the crazy part about my brand is that I don't try any of the recipes. Everything is from scratch. So, so I'll who just tries go- your recipes. Who's the taste tester in the house? Because if, if that job's open, I'm just. <laughs> It could be yours for <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Um, believe it or not, no one. No one. Even my partner. She doesn't try my products until she buys a bottle or she just yeah. happens to dip into my well, stuff. Fantastic. So I think like you're um it's it's curious for me that you don't do any kind of quality testing because I one, don't. I think like from a potency standpoint, they're done really well. And then Thank just from you. a flavor profile, they're done really well. So Thank kudos you to so you. Much. Thank and, you so uh, much. Following that passion, like, you know, yeah. bringing all of those concepts together is is challenging yeah. sometimes for people. So definitely. Um, and I would honestly say what has kept me going with my brand is the reaction from people who actually support my brand. And that's a customer, whether it's a one-time thing or being invited to do an event or someone reaching out to me for just private bartending services, which is something that I also offer. Um, I would say my biggest challenge is for a lot of people because I'm doing something that not a lot of people are doing. There's that question mark of how is it going to affect me? Um, How is it going to affect my cognitive ability? How is it going to affect my day-to-day operations if I do decide to try your product? So, and then also coming into contact with people who are in recovery for alcohol um, and different things like that. So just being able to diversify my brand. So um, not only do I do custom orders, but I've learned to have different supplies on demand to cater to different people that I may come in contact. So for my patrons that don't or you know, in rehabilitation from alcohol, I have drinks with non-alcohol. For my ones that don't smoke, I just have alcohol-based cocktails. For my ones that um, you want want both, I I have that available. So I can definitely say there's been a lot of growth and opportunity. Um, It's all really been trial and error, um, honestly. And what keeps me up at night is that I get so distracted with um, just everyday life that I struggle to realize that my business could be so much bigger than what it is if I just walked by faith and not by fear. Um, For me, my biggest fear is that my brand or my business isn't as successful as I see it to be, Um, but it's only gonna be as, as successful as much as I put the work in. Um, so for me, um, the last couple of months, I've definitely kind of taken a step back and like, okay, creating an actual plan. Where do I see my business? Where do I want it to be? Do I want to stay in Austin or would I want to go somewhere or branch out where it's actually legal, where I don't have to run into certain issues or certain things, um, and actually have a larger, you know, customer base, uh, just in general. Right, um, commercial application, right, in legal states, and so yeah, it's a lot yeah. different. I like that you mention, you know, like fear, just as a business owner, and I think yeah. there's a couple of angles to kind of think about um, what most people don't see, right, that goes mm-hmm. into building a brand or building yes. a brand new business, or you know, yeah. even continuation of a business long term. Is that a lot of time we're 
we're working behind the scenes to finance this business, right? We're all bootstrapping, you know, you see the term, but nobody really understands it. And so um, pretty much every single person I talk to has like that. I guess it's the separation of like, okay, I've got to pay the bills. We've got to maintain what we've built so far, but then I also need the time to invest, to continue to grow this brand and build this brand. And so as you're doing like your strategic thinking and, you know, your next steps, like what are Mm -hmm. some of the things that you have learned to, you know, to take forward your goals? What are, what are those things to get to overcome your fears? Um, I would say one of the things is just being consistent because I feel as though when I had that lag in events where I could actually feature my brand, I have too much time to think about why. If I'm on the go and I'm constantly pushing my brand, pushing my product, there's no room for negativity to creep in because I'm actually seeing the benefits of doing it on an everyday basis. Um, I would say also too, um, one of the other other challenges, of course, is um, supply. You know, that's that's another thing. I mean, uh, everything I do fund, I do everything on my own. Um, I make everything on my own. My partner does help me with like labels and stickers. But other than that, don't touch my recipe. Okay, you can do everything else. Don't touch my don't touch none of this over here. Just put them labels on They Some of them may be crooked, but that's okay. Yeah, I had to get over the crooked label support that I get as well because I'm a perfectionist and I was like, you did it wrong. <laughs> Do it <Yeah>. again. <laughs> it's like, I want to say that. And then it's like, well, you asked me to help you. And it's like, exactly. damn, I did. You know what? <laughs> I appreciate it. And then when they walk out the room, take the label off and see if I can just re-put it back on, make it look like it never was touched. Um, And then I would say too, one of my biggest challenges just for me in general that I would say impacts my business is that I'm a very selfless person. Um, I tend to, I'm not going to say make the mistake, but I tend to have that definition of insanity where I repeat the same thing and that's putting others before me. Um, So I told myself that 2023 is going to be a selfish year. It's going to be a selfish year for me, my brand and my business and actually just pushing forward my goals. And at least if I do it and it isn't as successful, I can at least say I've done it. Um, so that's kind of where, where I am with it. And then um, again, to go back into what you said, as far as what keeps me up at night, what keeps me up at night is that I could be out making more money if I worked in an, like an after hours establishment, um, of course, my partner's from Vegas. So, you know, they have those smoke lounges where they do the infused drinks and things like that. So it's like, okay, what's your game plan, girl? You know, where are you gonna, where do you want to live? Where do you want your business to be based out of, you know, just trying to keep myself grounded and figure out what that next step is going to be. And just like I said, take that leap of faith and and just walk out on chance. And just also to believe in the support system, um, believe in the patrons or the customers that have, have actually purchased products from me um, and building those long-term relationships so that even if I'm not in Austin, they can still get good quality product from me uh, anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Scaling that business. 
Mm -hmm. I, I like your idea of consumption lounges. And I know that Vegas has just released like their licensing for consumption lounges. California, of course, is a little bit ahead. Um, and I follow this because, you know, my thing is this cat cafe dispensary, which, you know, I want to be able to serve infused foods mm -hmm. as well and infused mm -hmm. drinks, things like that. So I'm very much following like when consumption lounge laws will enter our space um, right. what, because it's a gray area like there's there's no regulation around it mm -hmm. so you will find some places in texas right now that are doing it because there's no regulation but it's yeah. a little scary to kind of enter that space when you don't know how your law enforcement is going to to take right. to it's just like the gambling yeah. right we all know the, the <laughs> triple seven down the street and what goes yes. on there we all know yeah we all know about underground game lounges yeah. we got that's a risk you have to take i guess you know in the yeah. business. like balancing those risks it's it's hard right when you've got yeah. so much on one end like how yeah. do you balance the two yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. Um, and I think that's why I'm so gung-ho on actually transitioning to a state or city that has consumption lounges already established. Um, because then it kind of gives me an idea of how they set up their business model and how they set up their business plan. And if I were to move forward, because honestly, my dream is to have my own lounge. Um, and this lounge is definitely going to be smoke-friendly lounge, infused lounge with food and everything. Um, I've even gone so far as to pick out the design. Like I have photos of how I, with my crystal chandeliers, I have photos of the ground, the floor, everything. So I'm like, it's okay. your vision board. I got you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and um, I tell myself, you know, a vision without action is just a dream. So you know, that's why I still keep pushing my business and my brand, despite those small challenges or small hurdles when I go to the vendors markets and, you know, they're not as popping or as crowded. You know, my goal is I tell myself if I can't do anything, I at least want to make my vendor feedback, right. you know, and if I can do that job well done. Um, but again, that's the nature of being a business owner is you have good days you have okay days and then some days you have bad days um, and you just have to accept them and then just take those lessons learned and not take everything to heart, but just keep pushing forward and don't let it deter you. Because I used to, I used to be like, nobody's afraid. Nobody's trying my product. And people were like, no, we're just afraid to try it. <laughs> it is a conversation point when I'm at markets with you, everybody walks around and whispers like, yeah. how, do, how does she do that? <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like, so I'm the like, mystery. I don't know what that is. I don't yes, think it's mysterious. I think it's I great. <laughs> thank you. And I've learned, you know what? I tell myself, I make extra inventory now because I'm like, I just need people to try it. Yeah. Because I think that was my first mistake is I was just putting things out there and not having the ability for patrons to sample. Um, because I'm like, damn, I just opened a bottle damn, I can't sell this whole bottle at the price that I want to sell it for. So I've learned make extra yeah, so that you don't run into your supply. And then by the end of the night, somebody's like, oh, you have a bottle left. And I'm like, yeah, it's my sample bottle. You know what? Just have it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm <laughs> but I'm also okay with doing that. Like, um, 
I also don't mind giving away bottles for free. I do it a lot of times, especially if somebody's super curious and super engaged, even if they just add me on Instagram. By the way, my Instagram is at goodenergydrinks21. It's a pink logo. It says um, uh, peace, hope, and love. It's a vibe, by the way. Um, so people who want to try my product at these events or just anywhere and they're too afraid to try it, I'll give them a bottle. And I say, you know what? Once you crack that bottle go ahead and DM me on Instagram. And yeah. I always love the next day when I'm like, I'm, in, I'm on stories, I'm being shared. And then I get extra ads because they don't let their friends try it. And then I'm like, you know what? That $20 bottle was worth it. It was absolutely it was worth it. So and I will I, definitely put your handle down in the description when we upload this. So in case anybody doesn't catch it or remember it, you don't need to fat or rewind. We'll uh we'll have <laughs> we'll make it easy for you to click and get to Thank that Instagram you. page. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, so what about like what so you talked about the markets that you're doing, like and mm -hmm. you know, how consumers are responding to your product. A little hesitant sometimes. Yeah. What are some of the weirdest questions that you've been asked about your product or some of the things like people are afraid of? Um so the the strangest thing was uh, one of my coworkers when I was working at the restaurant, he was like, hey, you know, I my friend, she buys your bottles all the time. Um, I'm going to go ahead. Uh, she wants me to get three bottles off of you. I was like, okay. You know, I was like, you're going to bring them to her, right? And he was like, yeah, she buys for me all the time. I'm going to bring them to her. And uh, he said, you know, I went over her house. We were chilling. She's like, oh, let's try Jaleesa's drinks. And he was like, okay so he tried it and he was like he came to work the next day he was like Jalisa I love you but I hate you and I was like oh shit what happened you know you get that juicy story the next day and he was like your drink was so good that I couldn't perform I said perform what <laughs> I said what, I said, what we? he said perform he said, I was so relaxed and just so comfortable and feeling good. I just couldn't oh. get it up. I was like, all right, let me go back to the drawing board and write that as a side effect for my men. Side okay. effect. You may not get some. You may not get some, uh, but that's okay. So he was like, uh, can you make a drink specifically for men? And I was like, uh, maybe in the future, but um. For you, I'll just probably have to make it less potent. Yeah. You need a microdose. Yeah, oh, it's a little different. Don't yeah. drink the whole thing, son. Like, yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing he did. He was like, "Man, it was so good. I just killed it." And I was like, "You know, I tell people, don't chug it. Take sips. Measure how you feel. Put the top on it. That's why I give you a resealable bottle. Nobody told you to be thirsty. Right. And now you're on a hot date." And she's looking at you like, what's happening down there, man? Am I not fine enough, you know? And then he was like, you almost broke up a happy home. I was like, well, <laughs> I was like, well, as long as she keeps buying from me, she'll stay happy. You don't have to be in her home, but that's fine. <laughs> um, I would say one of the fears is um, a lot of people are apprehensive about the crossfade element, right? Uh, because in my brand, not only do I use cannabis, but I actually infuse the alcohol with the THC. Um, so I do everything from wine to tequila to vodka, rum, pretty much anything 
So a lot of them think that they're going to get this kind of weird, off-putting, intoxicated high feeling. Um, and then that's where the education portion comes in. Um, I let them know that I'm licensed, you know, I'm trained, I measure everything properly, um, because my goal is not to put somebody in a position that's compromising or unsafe. Um, so that's why I always like to educate about the product, what's in it. I use vegan, non-GMO products. Um, I use uh, organic juices in my product. I try to use organic alcohol. Um, a lot of alcohol brands are actually coming out with um, brands that only have four ingredients. So I try to do that so we can lean more towards a healthier alternative rather than using something that has a lot of concentrated or saturated sugars. Um, and that just comes from years of just bartending and then educating myself. Um, so I think that's one of the fears that kind of scares people away from the product. But lately, I've just been more mindful and actually having them try samples where they're like, oh, shit, this is good. Like, OK, yeah, I can do this. And then just kind of go from there and, you know, just hope for the best that they'll hit, hit me up again or I'll see them again. So, yes, ma'am. Awesome. No, that's cool. I uh, like your infusion process. Tell me a little bit about that. Like, sounds like a lot of work. It is. It's definitely a labor of love. Um, I would say it takes me about maybe two or three days to make just 45 bottles um, because I do everything myself as far as, you know, I only deal with certain growers that provide a certain type of bud or hemp because I don't want something that's crossbred or something that could potentially cause harm to someone due to adverse effects, especially since a lot of people are making hybrid plants nowadays. So a lot of my bud comes from growers out of Oklahoma um, that generally know what they're doing. I'm talking about old school growers. Um, and then from there, I do the whole decarbon process. Um, I don't have like the decarb box or anything. So I'm old school. I got my parchment paper. I am old school too, girl. We're doing the same thing. <laughs> I'm just in there breaking it up, trying to get all the sticks out. And then I I'm did get the money though for a nice grinder. It's not like one of those, it's not a future Rolo, okay? But I had to get one because my hands were getting tired. <laughs> you know what? I've, I've just been so lazy lately. I'm like, I'm not grinding shit. I'm going to just pick this shit apart and pray and hope for the best. And if I go to decarb it and I open the piece up and it's still green, I'm like, all right, we just going to cook it a little bit longer. Um, and then from there, um, just using a, a whole, like a pure grain substance. Um, so for me, my I, my primary binding agent is going to be something like Everclear or Diesel. Um, and the reason being, I rather use those type of products is because it actually still maintains the flavor of the bud. Um, I've noticed that in the past, just trying different things, sometimes the alcohol gets too saturated in the bud, and then I don't get that nice flavor panel when I'm actually mixing with like juices or other alcohol components. So um, I try to keep it super light, and I've learned how long to actually cook and make the tincture so that it is ready to go. Um, I do everything from you know, I use edible glitter, which is vegan, non-GMO. I use infused boba as well, um, which is made with organic fruit juices. Um, so I really try to make it a healthy alternative. Um, I also help um, some people here in Austin with like chronic illnesses. So me trying and making my brand has helped me get off prescription drugs. Um, I suffer from like arthritis. I've had car accidents in the past. Um, 
just a lot of pertinent health issues where I had to rely on chemical induced drugs and I've realized the toll that it's taken on my body. So for me being able to create something that I can just sip and I'm able to help with all those ailments, I'm able to help with that pain naturally, um, that's my way to go. And so that's why I keep pushing the product itself because I've seen the results and how it's helped other people, which is why I'm steadily growing in certain areas of Austin. Um, but my goal is to um, just let people know that I can supply something that's here to help not hurt them. Um, and I can modify and adjust that by any means. Um, so I also cook too. So I do infuse food um, and I do popsicles. I do infuse jello shots. So I do a wide variety of things. Um, so my goal is to branch out and let people know that I'm a full service individual. Um, not only can I make you a nice cocktail, but I can also cook you a nice dinner, infused dinner to complement that. Um, and then I'm also looking for a lot of good collaborations in, in the future. Um, my goal is if somebody has a brand of their own cannabis or their own tincture um, partnering just to show the versatility, hey, you want a drink based upon your tincture? I can do that for you. What, what are your flavor profiles? What do you like? Or, oh, this is your top selling bud item. Let's go ahead and do it. You know, I can create something, you know, for you out of that. So for me, it's again, it's all about the relationships because um, I feel as though that's going to help me grow individually and it's going to help my business too. Um, and I come into relationships with pure intentions. Um, I can honestly say jumping into this industry, I've learned who's for me and who's not. Um, I've definitely had to make a lot of sacrifices with friendships and relationships um, in order to grow in my business and also as an individual um, and just telling myself that it's okay. You know, that person, it wasn't meant for you. If it's meant to be, it'll be, but if not, you know, just, just let it go. Um, so that's kind of where I am with my business. And I have big dreams for my business. Even if no one else believes in my business, I've learned that I need to keep believing I'm in myself. I'm in your business. I'm going to carry well, your you. products. One <laughs> of these you. days, girl, they're going to be in my shop. That's why you're my favorite, girl. That's why you're my favorite, because I'm ready. You tell me when, girl, I'll put a cute little cat sticker on there, and we go on. Because I love cats. I grew up with cats, so that works for me. I love little furry little animals. I know. But, uh, yeah. I love animals, too. Before yeah, I get yeah. into animals, I did want to, like, as you're talking, like, I can see how much joy, like, what you do you get out of it right like, yeah. so I can tell you're super passionate about what you do and I really appreciate that about you yeah so, thank you yeah you know, for me you're a mad scientist I somehow am. behind I, baby I break up happy <laughs> homes as you can see for the men I break up happy homes for the women they stay happy because they don't give a damn what you're saying because they have my office so I try to keep that you know happy wife happy life thing going if she's if she's totally stoned, baby, she ain't finna she ain't finna bother you. She ain't finna nag. You just gotta come back with some munchies. Don't eat her shit in the middle of the night. Don't touch her ice cream, and you are gonna stay alive. That's what mm. I put. Ice cream. That's that's what. Have you infused ice cream before? Mm-hmm. How did that come out? That's what I want right now. I've been thinking about it all day. Infused ice cream. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So um, fun fact about me is that I used to make vanilla ice cream from scratch as a kid. Um, so now my concept is, you know what? You should start sealing and selling pint infused ice creams. 
So um, me and my partner was talking about, I looked, I've been looking at some machines on Amazon. So that's another item that I'll be loading is going to be infused ice creams and infused slushies for the summertime, as well as um, push pops and popsicles. That's fantastic. I love it. Yes. Where did you get this love for cooking, love for designing, you know, besides like, you know, seeing yeah. the, the cool bartender scene at Papado's when you first started, yeah. where did that come from? Um, oh, goodness. Is it always there? You just always had an affinity toward, no? Just... I'll be honest. So <laughs> growing up as a kid, my dad always cooked. My mom didn't learn to cook until I was older and moved out of the house. I would always watch my dad just cook in the kitchen and then I would watch my granddad cook and um, I became, I'm one of those people that you, sh you telling me the ingredients and how you're doing it like no, get out the way, let me get my hands dirty so I can kind of perfect it. Um, but I hate to say it. Um, it's something that I, 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 I honestly can't really tell you where it's generally come from. I think it's from actually trying things and realizing that I'm capable of succeeding and the outcome is good. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, okay, you know what? You can keep doing this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, so I'm good at this. Huh? Yeah, yeah. And it helps me not second guess my abilities, right? Because I feel like everybody's abilities are limitless. Um, so for me, as long as I try it, um, I'm happy with the outcome. I can't say that someone has tried my cooking and said it's terrible. Knock on wood. <laughs> but um, um, so yeah, I would just say my passion definitely just stems from just trying to live my best life, man. Just trying to stay afloat and just trying any and everything. Um, I don't have it all figured out. Even at the age that I'm at, I'm always constantly growing and learning. Um, and I want to keep that momentum going as far as my business and my brand, like just constantly learning for what works for me and what doesn't. And then also taking pride in what my customers and patrons have to say, like I am big on customer feedback, right? Because I don't know it's good unless somebody says it's good. Um, I've had some people say, oh, it's too strong. And I'm like, okay. And my brain is like too strong you're at a cannabis event. Maybe you're just a pussy. And then I'm like, maybe I did make that a little too short. <laughs> I instantly was like, you know what? I chose violence. I tried to get you fucked up on purpose. So it's okay. I'll take that. It's made with uh, your, you know, emotions of the day, right? Who knows? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I have a four, a two, yes. Um, but yeah, so how did you come up with your uh, name, your business name? Good energy. Um, so I came up with that because that seemed to be what everybody would describe me as having. Um, so I started working at that bar in Houston, and uh, the owner's uncle came in, and it was one of my shifts, and he said who's that pretty girl back there behind the bar? You know what? I'm going to call her Sunshine. And then from then, it just kind of took off where that was my name in the community. And then, you know, people were like, you know, Julie, you have a great personality. You give off so such good energy. And I was like, you know what? I sure in the hell do. 
Might as well own it. Um, might as well own it. So <laughs> that's where I came up with um, good energy drinks. And also the misconception too is a lot of people think when I when I'm with my brand where it says energy drinks that it's like Red Bull or it's caffeine or it's anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, you know, the future plan is to make a cannabis infused energy drink, which is something that I'm working on right now. Um, I'm going to help some people develop and design some for their specific brands, but um, my brand does not have any energy, but my (laughs) self-love and me pouring my energy um, into it, which is why I like the reactions and the feedback that I actually get, because it's always positive. Um, besides those, those few, you know, downsides about, you know, libido and being too strong. And I'm like, okay, I could potentially, you know, yeah. work with yeah, that. Yeah, you can work that out, right? Yeah. Like, it's really you know, all about, like, a combination of things yeah. that work well for someone. So, yeah, that's, that's small, that's small. Yeah, it's very <laughs> compared to what else could go wrong, right? So, um, yeah, no, 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 that's, that's pretty much where I'm at. I can honestly say that... Um, I'm proud. So important. Sorry, I think we got a little delayed again, but keep going. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I'm just super proud of the progress. And again, I just couldn't be happier with those who support me. Um, You know, for me, that's what makes it all worth it is just continuously getting love and support, no matter how big or small, no matter where it comes from. Um, Because for me, conversation rules a nation. You know, there's going to be a time where somebody may want me to do a large project for them or you know once you know it becomes legal all the opportunities like oh hey Julissa I need you to create drinks for my lounge or hey I want you to do this and that so just being able to keep those lines of communication open and still kind of showcase my talent and ability um, is again what keeps driving me for a bigger future plan I tell myself all the time I work for pennies when you're worth millions so right gotta think big Yes, yeah, bigger go home. Exactly. Everything's bigger than that. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your pets. I know you have a couple. We talked about it before. Yes, yes. So I have a one-year-old German Shepherd lab that I adopted from a shelter when she was three months old. Um I'm 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 almost this close to making her a guinea pig on a on a yeah. on a dog, a doggy wanna drink because she is very um Fast and destructive. Um, she definitely has a very big and vibrant personality. Um, and she, I didn't realize how much she helped me with emotional support. Um, I haven't had a dog in a long time. I've always had cats, and cats are sometimes, sometimes they fuck with you, sometimes they don't. So the fact that I have an animal that just wants to love on me, under me all the time, I'm grateful. But the shedding is a bit. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a couple of reasons why I don't currently have a dog, and the cats are my my go to. And part of it is like the I can't get through the baby part. You are in the hard part right now. Good for I, you. I, I fostered some dogs about three four years ago, and the potty training. Oh mm-hmm. my god! I was like, no, yes. I already had two kids. I'm not potty yeah. training anybody. Else. Yeah, I'm like I thought. Animals are supposed to come out the womb knowing how to do these things. Like I have to teach them. She's just oh my gosh, she just started using the restroom outside in the month of February, and it's I've hard. had her since June of last year. It is so hard. I was like chasing all these little puppies, little Labrador puppies, in and out of the house all day. No, go outside. 
know, and I didn't want to be that person where my neighbor calls the people on me because she's chained up outside, you know, in an apartment. They would have thought I was neglecting her, but um, she definitely helped me a lot. She's, you know, anytime that I'm emotionally going through something, she's learned to kind of pick up on that and kind of be in my corner. And then um, my brother has a pit bull that's a rescue that is helping her too. Um, because she was abused, she was in a shelter. So her actually having a dog around that's a lot older has brought her out of her shell to where she's not afraid. Oh, that's really yeah. cool. So my emotional support animal has an emotional support animal. <laughs> so yeah. It works. Well, it you works. Know, she's learning how to be a dog, right? Through yeah. through those experiences with your, your brother's pit bull. So that's right. It's only have to train her to use the toilet. Right. I wonder if you could. They can train cats to use the toilet. I was going to say, because I'm this close to trading her in for a cat. I ain't even going to lie. I love her, but... Uh, I, I you know oh, what? I'm, I'm okay with... I do some uh, test subjects things <laughs> with my cat. So, you know, if if it helps you sleep at night, if it helps you, like, get some kind of relief, yeah, try a few things out, you know? Girl, I'm ready. Listen, you, my dog will be your guinea pig. I'll take whatever I'll take whatever you got. If you wanna stick some some catnip and a little sausage, we're gonna try that. So we were talking offline, just so everybody knows. Like we, I had a consumer come up to one of my tables I had set up, and they were like, "Hey, can what do you know about catnip and dogs?" And I had never heard about this before, and so I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna have to go look it up." But sure enough. You can give your dog catnip. It acts as a sedative. You don't want to give them too much. Could cause a tummy ache. Um, <laughs> that's for humans too, in case anybody doesn't know. Catnip yeah. is a member of the mint family. You can use it in a tea. It's going to act as a sedative. So similar to chamomile. But if you consume too much of it, it's going to make you nauseous. It's going to give you a tummy ache. So, uh, you know, try that. Like if you need her to go to bed at night. Like that's a cat thing. Yeah more than a dog thing because the cats sleep all day um, right always tell like people it's like okay if you got a cat especially an indoor cat that doesn't have the opportunity to kind of roam free and get out that energy during the mm -hmm. day um give them some catnip right before you go to bed they're gonna burn off a whole lot of energy for about 20 30 minutes and then they're gonna go to sleep and it's gonna help oh, you yeah. sleep better and yep, so I need that. Mm -hmm. It is like um, there are there have been studies that people who have cats sleep worse than people who don't because the cats are up all night. They're not turtle animals. Yeah, I mean, I fight with mine almost every night, and he does it on purpose because he wants me to let him outside. He yeah. gets here at my desk, which is in my bedroom, and he commences to start ripping paper with his teeth. Oh, it is the most annoying sound in the middle of the night. The <laughs> most annoying thing. It's like, like, will you shut up already? Yeah, I throw pillows. It's a disaster in here in the middle of the night. Girl, you got to get that spray bottle. Give me that super soaker so you can shoot them from across the room. Gosh, you know what? I had one cat one time. I had the spray. He got so used to being sprayed with the spray, spray bottle. He would just sit there, take it. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, you know... You thought you had something, huh? No, yeah, he got over that real quick. Anyways, that's cool. Uh, your little puppy, that's so awesome. She, not a little puppy. Uh, Labrador She's, German Shepherd mix, is that what you said? 
Yeah, the vet says she hasn't hit the growth spurt yet. I'm so ready for that. Absolutely not. She's probably about maybe 40, 50 pounds. Um, I'm not ready for, I thought she was going to stay small. Um, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like she hit puberty in two months and I looked at her I said who the fuck are you mm-hmm. I said you don't look like the dog I brought home she's ears and stuff started uh, and then my partner's rubbing it in she's like yeah she's gonna get super big and I was she's like super big. I, was like, I don't big. want a big dog like, I don't want something that's gonna stand up and could potentially knock me down because I'm not exactly 5'10 you know but um yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't trade her anything for the world now, my partner, on the other hand, she might drop her off somewhere. Yeah. You know, we like to talk bad about our animals, but we never get rid of them. We love oh, them. Oh, no. And all their weird quirks and the crap that we complain about. Mm-hmm. You know, we couldn't live without it. I'd be mm-hmm. upset if I didn't have uh, my cat tearing up paper at night. I, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like you find yourself just sitting there tearing up paper like. Oh, right. <laughs> having that moment where you're reminiscing and then you're like can you just tear up some paper to help me sleep? <laughs> can you help me tear up some paper? Yeah, I completely understand. Yeah, I love I love my dog. I wouldn't give her up for nothing. So I'll tell my partner, I said, if she go, you go. So when you pack her bag, pack your bag too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Very she's funny. like, but she's just a dog. I'm like, she's not just a dog. I was like, <laughs> so that's our, our back and forth. But, but yeah, I wouldn't give her up for nothing. So I can relate a whole lot. Absolutely. Um, do you? Um, what other animals do you like t- uh, besides your domestic cats and dogs? Do you ever grow up with any other kind of animals? Um, no, we mainly had cats. Um, as a kid, we had a Rockwaller named uh, Rockwaller named Easter because um, he was born on Easter. And then as I got older, um, we had cats when we moved to Texas, they were kittens, close to kittens around the time. And then I decided like, you know what? I'm grown. I can have my own dog. I got a Yorkie destroyed my mom's house. Uh, my mom had custom blind. She chewed up the blind. She tore up the carpet. So when it came time for me to move out as an adult, you know, instead of me, you know, getting, Oh, good luck on your new endeavors. We're so excited. You're moving into your own place. I got a bill to replace my mom's blinds. <laughs> I like your mom's style. <laughs> yeah, she was like, "Who's gonna fix this?" Because you didn't move into this room like this. I was like, "I was 15 when I moved in here. I am a grown up, okay." But um, other than that, I grew up. Um, I love riding horses. I love, love, love horses. So you know, one good thing about being in the South is having land and being able to have like livestock and different things. I really want a goat. I want a baby goat that stays a baby goat forever. I like the fainting goats. I fell Mm -hmm. in love with the goats because I'm like, man, I can scream the goat and it's just like going to have a mini heart attack, but it's going to get back up because I'm all about pranking and having fun. So I was like, oh, hell yeah. I'm going to get the goat. The goat going to get high. We're going to be chilling. And this makes for amazing internet content. I can see it already. I'm going to be sitting there. You know, my goat might be having a little, little, little miniature joint hanging off the little lip. And the next thing you know, it's just going to fall over. So it's going to wake up. 
Yeah, and that's my, my friends like Lisa. That's the only reason why you want. I said, well, and to dress it up. She's like, it's not a child or a person. I'm like, but people dress their goats up, like at mm-hmm. least in a shirt or something. I was like, that can be my goat's gonna wear my good energy t-shirt. What do you mean? That's so. Right. Yeah, that's that's the plan. Um, of course, my partner's like, well, the goat can't come in the house. I was like, okay, yeah, no, just don't not go out of town and the goat is going to be chilling. Right. It's going to be hard to keep the goat outside. That's why I can't have any other animals either, because I'm like, they'd all be in the bed with me. Like, I yeah. <laughs> Could you see me with the pig in the bed? Yes. I know and I have some friends that have those little mini micro pigs and I'm like oh they're so cute but they don't stay micro they really don't don't. yeah and that's I'm like that's a sham like you paid that money for that goat and uh, that pig and it's gonna get so big and then you're gonna have to let it go so yeah that's outside yes I had a uh, friend I grew up with or my mom's friend and she bought one of those little pot belly pigs well Mm -hmm. he was 500 pounds he did live in the house he walked in and out she would file his tusks down oh no baby he would have to pay some rent if he walked around my house (laughs) like he didn't pay rent so she was an entrepreneur before any of us she started a phone line back in the 80s oh you could call up and talk to the pig on the phone oh he did pay the rent (laughs) baby look i'm in the wrong profession look i'm gonna have to stop on the side of the road when i see them cows and be like all right you on the line with jaleesa and the cow I'm gonna have to do exactly. something. I mean, it's 2023. Everybody's doing certain things to generate income. So I might have to right figure out how to roll that into the mix, right? That's right. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> give give the give a cow on the side of the road some good energy and see what happens to them. Like, y'all look, 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 the, the cow's high. Look, look, look. And it just gotta see what happens. But I don't want to endanger anybody's animals. So I have to get my own test subjects for that. Right. So. <laughs> we'll do it to our, our our own family, but not so much. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just don't sue me. <laughs> Yes, man. Speaking of, I did some, I'll tell you, I'll share. I, I got my mom, I gave my mom an edible for the first time. And I did one of these things where I was like, it'll be fine, mom. Like, just take this 25 milligram Delta 8 and let's see what happens. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she thought I had killed her. She was laying in bed, like, so about an hour and a half in, you know, got to get kicked in. She's like, I got to go lay down. And so she's laying down in the bed and she's like, what did you give me? What is going on? And I was like, you're going to be fine. Just lay down, go to bed. And so she's laid on the pillow like this. And she's like, I can't see out of my left eye. Oh, <laughs> I was like, it's because your left eye's in the pillow, mom. You can't see it. Yeah, like open up your eye and see if you can see the pillow. <laughs> oh, it was so funny for me, but not for her. And she swears she'll never take anything I give her ever She again. don't trust you. No, I have that too. <laughs> I have some friends that are like, Jaleesa, we have to ask when we come over your house if this is infused. I'm like, yeah, you, you need to ask. Um, for example, <laughs> my goddaughter that I was holding, her mom at the time, we early pregnant, maybe about one month. And I had cooked some wings um, and I infused the wings and she got off of work. And I, I hear the microwave going in the middle of the night. I'm not thinking nothing of it. I go out in the living room and she's like, uh, is these chicken wings infused? I say, yeah. She said, oh my God. You gonna get my baby high? I said, "What you mean?" She was like, 
I done had a plate of wings already and I'm on my second plate. I was like, well, maybe you should slow down, Greedy. Put the plate down. She was like, but I'm so high and they're so good. I can't stop eating them. And I was like, then don't complain to me. Don't complain to me. I'm helping you out in case you have any nausea or anything, any pain. You don't feel just fine. I'm helping you. So now people are people do ask. They're like, Lisa, um, did you did you infuse this barbecue sauce? And I'll I'll be like, no, I didn't. I'm lying. I probably did. So, <laughs> yeah. So even even my dad recently came into town for his birthday, and uh, he knows that I make cannabis drinks and stuff. And he was like, you ain't put that shit in there, did you? I'm a failed drug test at work. I said, no, dad, I ain't do you like that. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, it's your birthday. I should have did you like that. But <laughs> I was like, you know, I don't want to be looked at that person spiking people drinks. I don't want to be, you know, I don't need no criminal charges. So yeah, I just try not to. But um, yeah, no, lately I've been going to different places and actually infusing drinks on the spot. Um, like going into like clubs with friends and they'd be like, Jaleesa, you got your stuff on you and I'll be like girl you know I do girl you know I do so I keep my bar kit in the car with me now and drive around with it so in case we go to a club or bar and they're like Julie you're a bartender try this drink and I try it and I'm like oh no I would not drink this they're like well can you doctor it up I sure can let me get the shaking this so for fun. you you should and just be the, the bar the drink doctor like you just go around and fix all the shit. I don't mind being the band-aid on some of these beverages because you know a lot of times when you're going to places and you're getting a drink you're you're getting more concentrated sugar than you are alcohol like it stresses me out when I go to these places and I'm watching them make my drink and the drink is like $14 I'm like well if anything you you gave me $13 worth of concentrated sugar between the soda and the syrups and all this kind of stuff but you gave me this much alcohol and uh when I begin to question bartenders and stuff like that they're like oh you must be a bartender and I'm like well I do okay I mean I know a little something and you know uh for example we went somewhere and we got shots of course you know refraction of light right so the shot glasses look super big you know the shot looks big in the cup and I had to educate my friends and I was like you know you're paying $10 a shot, right? I said, let me show you something. And I asked the bartender for a smaller glass. I said, now pour your shot in this glass, which was the miniature standard shot glass. And I said, you pay $10 for what technically is a $5 shot. And they're like, well, how do you know that? I said, watch this. And I'll ask the bartender. I'm like, hey, this shot that you poured, um, you did a two or three count. And they're like, yeah, how did you know that? And then I have to explain to them like, oh, I just watched you pour, you know, I count shots when I pour too. So I'm just also trying to educate people about the money that they're also throwing away when they're going to certain establishments and they're expecting to get what they're paying for. And to be honest, they're really, really not. Um, Like even when I go to the domain and I'm like, I probably go maybe once every couple of months, you know, I went one time um, and I had a drink that was $25. But oh, it, yeah. and uh, I didn't even get to keep the cup. Let's just say the cup made it home. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I was like, there's no way I'm paying $25. And I don't get to keep this cool cup. Oh, no, baby. It's, <laughs> it, it's me and it is leaving. Um, 
but yeah, no, I also definitely try to educate people just in general when I go to clubs and bars and stuff um, about what they're consuming and, and then just also educating them about the alcohol and how it actually affects people. Um, and then just kind of go from there. I kind of use that as my icebreaker to get to know somebody like, oh, hey, I see you ordered a lemon drop. They're like, oh, how do you know? And I'm like, girl, I bars. And they're like, oh, you do? And then that conversation kind of helps me open up into my business and my brand and help me get those followings. And then, you know, just trying to be proactive and posting events so people can actually come try my products. So, yeah. yeah What's your favorite drink? Oh, <laughs> Mm-hmm. okay so favorite favorite alcohol for me is gonna be jameson i am a jameson girl i'm talking about with a pickle bag i don't care what people say i don't give two dams no books i want my jameson with a pickle bag oh you don't have no pickle juice okay i brought my own i brought my own i got my own little mason jar of pickle juice if, if you don't have it. <laughs> Um, so I would say mainly that's kind of my go-to, um, as far as a favorite cocktail, um, I don't, don't necessarily have one. Um, I would say as I'm getting older, uh, drinking after 30 definitely hurts a lot more. So I try to keep it to a minimum. Wait now till like, after 40, it gets even um, harder. It gets even harder. I'm like, uh, just throw me that Michelob Ultra, I'll be fine. <laughs> Girl, that's pretty much all I drink now is ultra or I have moved to, I have a fondness for deep eddy vodka, specifically mm. the grapefruit juice one, mm. or grapefruit flavor is what I should say. So nice. I've been mixing that with, uh, you know, and it's, it's always sugary because that's just <laughs> what I go to. Um, I'm a ginger ale kind of person. And if, okay. if it's not that, I'll do a mule. I like mule mm. ginger beer. So some variation nice. of that. But nice. I'm like, you and me will get along great because I love Deep Eddie's um, lime mm-hmm. with ginger ale. Yep. That's a good combination. Or I'll get that uh, the ginger ale with the lemonade with that Deep Eddie's lime. Oh my God, it's nothing like it. With a fresh twist of lime, baby, yep. I'm on the go. So now when I go to boat parties or people invite me over, oh, what you bringing? I've come with Deep Eddie's Lime and Ginger Ale. Don't ask me for none. <laughs> so yeah, I would say, yeah, if that if that's my my favorite drink right now is definitely going to be the Deep Eddie's Lime and Ginger Ale. It's definitely my go-to right now because it's it's subtle. I still get the fruit. Um, I get a a little bit, a little bit of sugar. I'm definitely more mindful of trying to just drink the deep eddies itself straight rather than adding all that extra concentrated sugar and carbonation in there too. So just try to make smarter, healthier choices. You know, I'm not young as, as young as I used to be where weight can fall off. Now weight is stored on every aspect of my body. So it's not Play-Doh. I can't mold it. So I'm trying to make healthier decisions. I wish it worked that way. That sounds like I a wish it was. idea. Hello, baby. I would not be in anybody's office. I would be on some in somebody's video. I hate to say it. <laughs> Me, and you, know, Me and you both. Because I have a friend who's an exotic dancer, right? And we were having a conversation and she was like, oh, I know you love your job, XYZ. And I was like, yeah, I know you love your job. And I was like, how much do you make? And she was like, oh, well, it's not a lot. And I was like, girl, no, what do you make? She's like, oh, I just make like $100,000 a year. And I was like, 
I said, you mean to tell me all I have to do, I'm sitting over here broke because I have morals and values and I can just let all that shit go and make a hundred thousand dollars. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I need my business to grow so I can get this little light bulb function, you know what I'm saying? And just be up there with the girls, just up there chilling. But you know what? I said, you know what? We're not going to do that because I know that there's some clubs nowadays that um, are open for like plus size and fully figured women. So I'm like, you know what? If they have an amateur night, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get right going up. head up there, you know. It might be addicting though, so you gotta watch out. Girl, if, like it, if that means my <laughs> listen, hey, I might have found a new, a new uh potential way to funnel money into my business. I might have yeah, to get up there. You know, I don't know what's better doing that or driving these Ubers around. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna do both. I'm gonna do both. I want you to be like, oh, you that plus size stripper? I am, and you just got in my core. So if you come to the club, I can make double the money. But <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, so I definitely say, you know, I try to do anything and everything to have fun. I'm also one of those people that I'm always on the go. Like I'm always down for a turn up, like team no sleep. But now that I'm getting older, I'm like, damn, I'm starting to see more gray hair starting to see dark circles and bags. I'm like, is that a wrinkle? Is that a crow's feet? And I'm like, oh, my don't back hurts. Don't, yeah, don't worry about that too much. You live your <laughs> life. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the process. Because <laughs> that's the part. I think it's probably inevitable. And I don't know where you are in your 30s. But like at some point you get to this like place where you get into the grind. It's mm-hmm. just like this over this over this, and you and you're going through the motions, and then you tend yeah. to forget like to enjoy yourself, and then yeah, you look back and you're like, I did a whole lot of stuff, and I don't know, I don't know what I did it for. Right. Yeah. And I think that's why I'm putting all of my hopes and dreams into my business because I've consistently worked since the age of 14. The longest I've been unemployed is two weeks. And in that two weeks, I was annoyed. I'm talking about, I was dirtying up dishes just to have something to do, like stomping around the house. And they're like, oh no, you need to go back to work. I'm like, please, somebody hire me. I need to go back. But I've realized that consistently working for others for 18 years, I've helped make other people millionaires and make them successful and not taking the time to make see what makes me successful, what's going to help me grow, what's going to help my business. So, you know, again, that feeds into why 2023 is going to be a selfish year for me, you know, definitely take time to travel and, you know, focus on my business. So that's kind of where I am. So what's the best advice you've received so far in starting your business and on your journey in life? Um, I would say with my business, the best advice that I can get is do not be discouraged. Um, because I'm one of those people that I feel as though if I put a lot of thought and effort into something and it doesn't get the reaction or the applause or the acknowledgement, um, then I have that digression period. Um, cause I do have and suffer from, you know, having depression and anxiety and things like that. So I try not to let those thoughts creep in because once they're there, sometimes they'll fester and then you start seeing your business or your brand or the things that you love collect dust. And then you start retracting back into the norm and that's clocking, clocking in on a job, you know, being overworked, underpaid, underappreciated. So um, I've learned to 
just try to surround myself with positivity and like-minded people that are industry, that are in the industry, growing in the industry, and that are a lot more further in development than I am that can help me um, just keep pushing forward. So fantastic. What's been, you kind of touched on it when we first started, um, you know, like entering the cannabis space or entering like this, you know, what, what do you, you say bartender, but it's really a, a bit of a hybrid kind of industry yeah. that you're existing in right now. Um, mm-hmm. But what were some of the challenges that you can share? Like, is it, what was, was hard say- about getting into the cannabis space in Texas where it's not legal? Where yeah. <laughs> I would say the hard part is trust. Um trying to figure out who you can trust, trying to figure out who's for you and who's not. And that goes back into what I said earlier, where I've had to sever some relationships. And it's definitely been been difficult because I definitely took a lot away from the people that I learned from. Um, but I also had to learn that it's not always a good thing to share secrets, right? Because there's always gonna be somebody who wants to, as we say on the East Coast, they wanna bite off of what you're doing. They wanna copy it. Um, And recently I've ran into that um, by somebody who I thought was a friend who wanted to see my business grow, who I thought supported me. And then they started fabricating and creating a product very, very similar to mine. And then I just had to take a step back. Like I noticed MFA didn't. Like, I know, you know, and I had my moment where I cried and I was like, you know what? It's not about you. I'm like, in my head, I'm telling myself, just take it as a compliment. You had a good quality product to where someone else wanted that for themselves and their business and their brand. And that's totally fine, you know, because I also have to realize that what I put into my brand and my product alone is probably not the same as what somebody else is doing because they're doing it to generate revenue. I'm doing it to genuinely help people um, just going off of a medical aspect of it, even not even using alcohol, but just in being able to educate people about the overall wellness of cannabis. Um, so I would say that that's definitely been one of the things that can also too feed into why I may kind of retract and not really put a lot of energy into my business. Um, but again, it's about trial and error and accomplishing those um, obstacles. And then again, surrounding yourself with like-minded people that are constantly going to help you grow. Um, and it's all about your personality too, right? If I had a nasty personality and I was snobby about my business, I wouldn't have this opportunity, you know, thanks to you. So I'm grateful for that. So again, just, you know, making sure that I am being conscious and aware of the relationships around me, um, business relationships, and also learning from those who are more developed in the cannabis industry than I am, and also educating myself on the laws and what the limits are, um, so that I don't jeopardize the future of my brand and business. Right. You've got to always take into consideration those risks. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's inevitable. It's, uh, sometimes it's the uh, part, it's the part nobody wants to do in business. Like none of us mm-hmm. want to do the administrative mm-hmm. crap. It's not what we got into entrepreneurship yeah. for. It's but, like, I left corporate America. I don't want to be a yeah, paper pusher, pencil it's pusher. It's a necessary evil. So mm-hmm. might as well, like take, take that into consideration as you're, you know, designing what you're going to do. And I totally mm-hmm. get it. Like I worry all the time, like, you know, somebody's going to start doing this and then what, you know, what am I going to do yeah. next? 
And I, you know, we've run into a couple of situations as well where it's like, okay, this is really similar concept. And then I thought, I'm with you. I, it's very disheartening in the moment, but you, yeah. know, you just have to pull yourself up and just say, but that's their thing. And this is my thing. And it doesn't take mm -hmm. away from my thing. We're going to just keep going forward. Right. Yeah. Forward and doing what, bring in what you bring to the table. Cause mm -hmm. that's individual to someone else. It's you right. Know, it's your own product. One yes, of the things that, well, I like your product because it's good. I like your product because visually it's very appealing. You talked about, you know, how you use some of the ingredients that you do. The glitter. My daughter loves the glitter, by the way. That's <laughs> but what listen, I do kids' drinks too, believe it yeah. or not. I do I do non-infused kids' drinks. Um, I do jello cups for them with the glitter, candy, whatever you need. I can throw some dust on it. They can have a field day with it. Yes, absolutely. We're gonna have to talk about that. She no, maybe not, because then I'm not going to have any money because I'm giving it all to you. That's the problem. You know what? Tell her, never the mind. First, the first one's free. The first one's free. After that, she's got to start using her allowance. She's it's okay. always asking for your drink. So I was like, no, you don't need that. Get out of here. You sure don't. Like, then, it, then again, you know what? Maybe you do need a sip so you can sleep and lay down and do something. So. But I also love you, you know, I, I, I love the creativity that you put into it and the thought you've put into your brand, um, your design and your names. And so before we wrap up, I want to kind of share with everybody, like, how do you come up with your names and your the ingredients that you use? Like, what what inspires you? Um, What inspires me is a trip to Specs. I walk into <laughs> Specs. And it's like the angels start singing and I'm like, oh, okay, which aisle am I going to go down first? Am I going down the wine? Am I going down the cognac? Which way am I going? And um, that goes back into what you said about passion and it feeling, me feel like a mad scientist. I literally just grab things off of the shelf. And then in my cart, I'm like, okay, this is a grain-based ingredients it's going to pair well with this organic juice, or this is a aged um, whiskey. It's going to go better with this. And so I group them in my cart. So when I get home, I can separate them on how the bottles are going to be made. And then based upon the color of the juice, that's how I decide which glitter palette I'm going to use. Um, because once you start adding the cannabis, it can make the drink look a little muddied or a little murky. So I try to use a type of glitter that's really fluorescent. So um, like I said, the glitters are all vegan, non-GMO, and I have a rainbow palette of colors. Um, so typically my go-to for anything that's orange is going to be um, rose gold um, or I also use 24 karat gold um, edible flakes. Um, there's a brand and they're chocolate too. So um, those flakes will kind of break up in the drink and you get like a nice little sweet, almost like Hershey Kiss kind of taste. Most expensivest vibes here. Let's see. Yeah. We're, 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 we're putting some gold flakes on, on now. I'm ready. I'm Bush ready. <laughs> But yes, um, but yeah, that's pretty much how I, I come up with stuff, you know, and then I just start mixing. Um, for me, it's once I start putting everything together and it's visually appealing to me, I'm like, let's bottle it and I put the cap on. Now, if I'm unsure of the strength as far as the alcohol part, I'll ask my partner, I'm like, hey, 
try a try little a bit. Little bit. Of Tell me what you think. Is this something that something you would drink? If you if wouldn't you drink, drink it, it's a scratch. It's a scratch. Um, um, and then she's like, okay, yeah, it's good. And I'm, and like, I'm like, that's not that's enough not for enough me. For me. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a meter. On a one to ten. Um, and then I just kind of go from there. And sometimes, like I said, I don't even get anyone's feedback. I just bottle it up and I tell myself, it's now or never. So when I go to those events and I actually have people try my drinks and um, they open it, I'm like, let me see you try it for the first time. And then, and they love it. I'm like, okay, we got a hit. We got a hit. Now, um, I don't make the same drink twice unless it's a popular selling item or mostly requested item. So a lot of my recipes are one day recipes, like from scratch, I'll just create it, bottle it and go to an event. It's exclusive for that event. Um, now, if the event has a theme or if I, if I get messages like, hey, are you going to your event? I wanna buy some drinks and I know what my regular wants. I'll keep them a couple of bottles separate from the flavor of the day that I chose to make. That's awesome. I like that yeah. it's customized. Yeah, and as far as the name, the names are just kind of random, like based upon the color of the drink, um, and then two palette choices. So if I'm doing something that has like a lot of berries or a lot of fruit, um, I tend to use like quirky names. Like so, to be honest, the one that you like, the pink one, that one is called the WAP. So that stands for my wet pussy. Sorry. I should have worn my, I have a WAP shirt. I should have wore it. Dang. Wrong shirt today. So that one is one of my, my top sellers. And that one is based off of a drink that I created when I was working at the bar in Houston. Um, and from there, that's been, been my go-to one as far as when I do bottle or just doing private events for people. Um, I'll even just use random words and just throw them together like oh that looks like mermaid water that's been one of my drink names or green goddess um if especially if I'm using like heavy emeralds and different things like that um I just kind of base it off how I'm feeling like what is this drink giving me like it's giving bad bitch or it's giving this and then I just take up a, a glitter hot metallic sharpie and I scribble it on top and then I just pray that it works <laughs> so, it's working yes, that's Thank you so much. Weird. I appreciate that, especially from you. You know, I can definitely say I've um, ever since, you know, you and I've come in contact and I've seen you at these events, all the positive feedback that, that you get with your brand. Um, I can definitely say that you'll, you are one of the entrepreneurs that I can learn from and take advice from. And then who knows in the future when that, that cat lounge comes open, I'll make some infused cat milk or something, yes, you know, going to be making some cat drinks real soon i think make it happen yes, no, i really appreciate that and you know love to watch you on your journey and yes, uh, you know uh, another girl from the 409 we got to stick together yeah, I love that part. <laughs> yes ma'am can we say show right show right awesome, awesome. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap up. Thank yes. you so much for joining me today. This has been a pleasure. We yes. will do it again. I'd love to check in with you and see yes. how the journey is going, see what the events, how the events are leading you and your direction and uh, yes. yeah, you know, putting, that, putting out that good energy because I love I, it. I will. As long as I have people like you in my corner, I'll keep 
Pushing it out. So I'm excited. All right. Cheers. Cheers to you. Thank you so much.